Hi, everyone. Ed and Lisa Young here, and this is the Creative Marriage Podcast, where we talk about the art of keeping your love alive no matter what life throws at you. And you know, Lisa, it's called the Creative Marriage. I mean, what's what's so big about that? What's so great about that? Why creativity? Well, first and foremost, uh, the marriage covenant is so massive to Christians as we show the world what a relationship with God is, because marriage is the only relationship analogous to God's relationship to his people. So it's massive that we keep marriage at the top priority. Well, if it starts going stale and it's not really firing on, on all cylinders or, you know, it's just boring, what does that say as a testimony mm-hmm. to the world about what marriage can be? And so I just feel like as Christ followers, we're on the mission field and we're to be on mission for showing other people and experiencing for ourselves what a creative marriage looks like. And creativity is simply um, thinking outside the box, changing things up. You keep all of the foundational pieces in place, but you add color, if you will, to um, marriage. What do you think about that? Well, the Bible says, the first thing we know about God is he's creative. In the beginning, God created. Then from there, of course, you have the creation, and then you have him creating man and woman, distinctively unique. You have God setting forth marriage, the institution of Mm -hmm. marriage. So, I mean, it doesn't take uh, someone brilliant to connect the dots. Creativity, man made in God's image, woman made in God's image, marriage, an institution given to us and, and thought up by the God of the universe. Yeah. So, so that's where creativity comes into play. And, you know, creativity is, is really what romance is all about. We call creativity romance, but in reality, it's, it's creativity. Every single person, every single marriage has just untapped creativity. And if people could see it and tap into it, they, they, they wouldn't believe what's out there. And I believe truly that, uh, marriages are on the attack because we have so crowded ourselves with um, superfluous things yes. that we don't have time to think outside the box. We don't have time to be creative. But really, that's about priorities. And one of the things we're going to share today is about boundaries in marriage. Now, the word boundaries is kind of a buzzword these days for, you know, you need to have boundaries at work, boundaries with your, you know, different situations. But boundaries shouldn't just be a buzzword. It should be a constant, just solid word that we adopt so that um, we can keep the main thing the main thing. Did you just make that phrase up? No, I did not make the main. Absolutely brilliant. Brilliant. But, you know, in this, in in establishing boundaries, Lisa, for marriage, for family, it it really flows from creativity again. If yeah. you if you stop and think about it, because creativity, as you read the creative account, takes work. Mm-hmm. And we say in our book, The Creative Marriage, we talk about the MWE, the marital work ethic. We have to be intentional and to work on boundaries. And if you really take a, I think a panoramic view, everything in life that that works well has boundaries. Oh yeah. And it definitely is in marriage. So I think today we'll just take this time to break down what the boundaries look like in marriage, because 
so goes the marriage, so goes the family. So as we set forth boundaries early on in our marriage relationship, now, Ed, you and I have to do like a a review, a rear view mirror look, because Mm. we've been married for 40 years. We dated for six years. So I promise you, we've experienced all of this and more. And the same practices that we established early in our marriage Mm -hmm. are the same practices that we're doing today and even implementing with our grown adult children because now they are establishing Whoa. those boundaries. It's it's like a full ecosystem. It never stops. Cycle. It never stops. And that's not negative. I'm just saying it never stops. But you and I sort of learned the hard way about boundaries because we didn't have any thought about it. We, I mean, we didn't. Absolutely. We both I, was, loved our, I was absolutely clueless. Yeah, we both loved our families. Yes. We wanted to spend time. But I think um, once we realized that some chaos flowed from the lack of boundaries, that's when we put it into place. So let's let's just see what the Bible says okay. about it. Genesis 2.24, for this cause, a man shall leave his father and mother, focus on the word leave his father and mother, and shall cleave, that's another big word, mm-hmm. cleave to his wife, hold tight to his wife, um, and they shall become one flesh. I don't know that we will ever fully comprehend the statement one flesh no. because it it's it's just so deep so unbelievably important you and i when we said i do we became one every decision that i made affects ed every decision that ed makes affects me mm. the one flesh principle and so we have left our father and mother we still have a relationship with our parents mm. you know now our parents are kids leave spouses stay yeah well that's that's another important uh, yeah, I'm just, aspect. I just wanted I mean, to say that. And so you and I had to establish our own little world, if you, mm-hmm. I guess you could And I had that. more of a difficult time doing this than Lisa because we were living in, in a city where my parents lived, and we were so young when we got married. Plus, mom and dad had a really cool basketball court at their house. <laughs> so I found myself on Saturdays when... Lisa was cool and always has been cool about uh, allowing me and wanting me to do what I like to do recreationally, but I and really you, took advantage. And you for me. And yeah, I try for you, but you do a better job than I do at that. But anyway, I found myself playing basketball like, you know, I did when I was 15 years old with, with, with all the guys over there and you were just left alone in our little precious, apartment. Precious you know what's apartment. so funny? When, whenever... People who've been married for a couple of decades look back at the early days. They always say, in our little apartment. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> we had little. We did have a little apartment. A little apartment. And, it was. And we, and we learned, and I, I learned because uh, of, just, of just conflict and, and not understanding boundaries, what my responsibility as a husband and then on and on as a father and grandfather would be because of these boundaries. So part of the issue early on in our marriage was proximity. My parents lived 1,500 miles away. Yeah, they did. And your parents lived in town, so we were with your family a lot more. You and I, I I mean, I was 15 when I kind of came under the, you know, the umbrella of your family, so Mm -hmm. to speak, because we were dating and um, just your mom was precious to me and, and I was very close to them. It does not matter... Boundaries 
does not reflect the love or lack thereof for your family. That's a great point. That is not the issue. We love our families, but it's our responsibility to nurture and cultivate the oneness that we have. And so what happened pretty much was when you would go over there on Saturdays and really you would go home for lunch because your parents' house was close to the church where you were working. Um, you would, when I say home for lunch, to your former home My for former lunch. home. And then mm-hmm. um, even sometimes, you know, if your brother said, hey, we're picking up a game of basketball, blah, 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 you would go. And back then, there wasn't a cell phone that you could ping and see, oh, where's Ed? So if he forgot to call, you know, it's like, that was my first thought. He must be at his mom and dad's house. So that was a conversation that you and I had to have. And I said, you know, I just feel a little left out, blah, blah, blah. That is a big point. Conversation. Talk about the boundaries. Don't let the boundaries surprise or the lack of boundaries surprise you. Talk about these things up front. Um, to show you how dumb ahead. I was, the only boundaries I was thinking about were on the basketball court. Yeah, going out of bounds. Well, we were kind of, he, I would say does we. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yes, yeah, you does. were going out yeah. of bounds, you know. Yeah, I was going out of bounds not only on a basketball court, but also in in marriage. Just primary. Prime, uh, yeah. What's the word for it? Um, your priorities. Priorities, priorities. yeah, yeah, yeah. Primaries. Priorities, yeah. Oh, yes. good gravy. Okay, so um, talk about your boundaries. Now, here are some things to think about as you establish your property line. And again, we just kind of, in a way, we fell into this. We didn't even read a book or no, that was have the, the, any but, any kind of marital counseling. That's the dumb part. Yeah, that's the dumb part. Yeah. We, we flowed into this. And By now mistake. looking back... Thank you. Thank you, Lord. We flowed into it because God is a God of boundaries and the boundaries God has in our lives are there for our best interest, not to reign on our party. If you have a home and a backyard and you think, I want to fence in my backyard to do that, you probably need a city permit. That might be one thing, but you also have to have a survey of the property. You have to have something that clearly establishes the lines before you can build the fence. So this one flesh principle That's is good. the clear And your dad was a surveyor. Line. My dad was a surveyor, yes, he was. so I'm very familiar with this and terminology. And a postal worker. And he worked for the postal. I married office. Lisa for her money. Yes, that's not true. But anyway, he great things. No, beauty, then money. Yeah. <laughs> there were wonderful things, benefits to my dad being a land surveyor and a postal that's worker. Right. I thought all of the mail was free for our family, but I found out that that's not true. Um, so establish your property lines. Uh, be respectful of traditions your family's traditions, but create your own. Oh, that's so big. It's create as... your own. Create your own. If you, I just remember one thing. Say it again. Create. Create your own. <laughs> I was like, what? What's that one thing? Okay. So be respectful of family traditions, honor those, but yet don't be bound to them get it bound, but have boundaries and create your own. That's where creativity comes in. Create your own. Another thing is, Ed, this is a phrase that you use quite often, eat the fish and spit out the bones. bones. There's a lot of stuff that your family may have influenced you in, you know, things from your background. Mm -hmm. Ed has different things in his background. Um, And that's all great. 
to consider, yes. but you have to weed through it, you know, eat the fish and then poop, 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 spit out the bones. Yep. Whatever <laughs> doesn't work for your family, yep. for you as a couple, you need to politely and lovingly establish those things that work for you. The third one is the travel boundary. Ed, you and I have discovered that probably we need to have the 72-hour rule in place when we visit family. And I'll Now, this sounds cold-blooded, and don't let your in-laws hear this. Or the, we're just talking. Or the, it could be here. the 96-hour rule, like four yeah. days. It seems like that works. After about 72 hours, whoo, it's time to go. It really is. But, it, but, it, it really is. And, and that's not a vacation. We'll, we'll talk about that in a second. Well, so, it's okay. Ahead. Yeah, okay. let's I'm, wait on bad. that one. But I don't want to interrupt. When you're visiting family, for example, when we would go see my family, a flight was a big deal. So we did tend to stay a little bit longer. But I will tell you that our welcome on their end and probably our end wore out after about 96 hours. Then it's mm-hmm. just kind of like, okay, let's move this thing along. So we love our family. We glean so much wisdom often from our families. And they give us so many gifts of traditions, of life practices, of all these things. But as a husband and wife, one flesh, it's time for us to create, create boundaries and and practices that help us flourish as a couple. That's so good. And it's not easy to establish the boundaries, as I've been saying, especially in the with in the context you just mentioned, because you're gonna have to have sometimes some direct, not mean, but just direct conversations. And if you speak the truth in love, explain it to your family. We are establishing our own boundaries. We're 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 doing this. I think it 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 ends up being. A lot better just to put, and the, I, put I the cards will, on the table. I want to so share to in our next next little episode. Okay, yeah, we will. I think we could continue this with now that we have the perspective mm-hmm. of adult having adult mm-hmm. children, and we're on the other side. Yes, the parent, so to speak. How does that play out for us? Okay, and I think that'll be that's cool. An interesting episode that you can join us for. Yes, it will. But I want to thank everyone for listening or watching this episode. Please subscribe to the Creative Marriage Podcast. Go to any platform. I think if you type it in, bam, we're there. That's right. People are telling me that we're trending uh, better than uh, the Joe Rogan experience. So give us a five-star review, and I'll see you next time. So will Lisa on the Creative Marriage Podcast.